Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to episode number 269 of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is a repeat offender. It's Carl, Carl Reader. Welcome back to the podcast. This is probably the fourth time I've had you on here to talk about how the body moves, how we can do things outside of the pool to become better swimmers. So I wanted to get you on today, talk about a couple of case studies, a couple of people that you've been working with and and some changes that you've helped some swimmers go through outside of the pool to help them swim better, but primarily remove the injury or change the the way that they're moving so that they're not injured and not in pain because i think that's really your your specialty is helping people understand what the root cause of some of the injuries that they're having are so welcome to the podcast oh brendan good to be here again and uh, yeah always great to love working with the members and yeah it's always good to be learning new things and so yeah thanks for having me back yeah great to have you and your functional movement courses inside of our membership. And I know a lot of the members end up going through that, maybe not going through the whole course, maybe choosing a couple of different things that is more relevant to what they're looking to focus on. And and then a lot of them end up getting in contact with you if they've got particular injuries. What have you seen in the last couple of months since I last chat had you on that's really stood out to you? What sort of injuries are you seeing? Yeah, it's a good question. I've had a lot of members. It's been wonderful working with them, just reaching out, especially with shoulder problems we know that's quite a common injury and and lower back and just really this thing of struggling to this feeling of having to haul themselves through the water and putting too much pressure on their shoulders and um, just really helping them to you know understand like how they can get around that and work the right muscles to to build that strength and we can we can get into that you know dive deeper into that now like that just getting that the body connected that there's actually a connection issue there at the at the roots like you talked about getting to the roots which has been very interesting because it's a common I see that you know work with swimmers every day so it's a common common problem. I think there'd be a big crossover from the swimmers that would describe themselves as hauling themselves through the the water. I think it'd be a big crossover from how they would all swim. I think that there'd probably be a lot of similarities there with how they all swim. And then you'd probably see that play out in some of the exercises and the movements that you have people go through. And what comes to mind when I think of someone hauling themselves through the, the water is that they're probably not using the lower half of their body very well. They're kick they might not even have one where the feet are just dragging through the water their rotation they're probably too flat they're probably very very flat with their hips and it's just all upper body and when it's all upper body that's when the upper traps the neck shoulders are just doing the majority of the work but if you can get the whole body to work together with the right amount of rotation an effective kick then swimming is so much more enjoyable and it takes this the pressure off it takes the the effort out of the the upper body so what do you how do you go about kind of diagnosing where this might be coming from yeah i mean so you know we're taking through like a full like body movement assessment but what i've picked up now recently i just also that just years of working with back problems is just that there's a weak core and, you know, if you talk to most people, if whether they do sport or not, the average person knows that you've got to have a strong core. But what I'm finding is that that even though people are doing sort of like Pilates-based exercises, maybe they're planking, maybe they're doing some sort of like, you know, CrossFit, they're just struggling to, to actually get the core to engage. So a lot of them will say, I feel my upper core, but not my lower core, or I feel my pecs and my glutes, but not my core, or I feel my left-hand core, but not my right-hand core. It's quite interesting as you, as you work with the guys. And you know, if, if one thing I've also picked up is when the lower core is weak, 
and the hips and the buttocks and the hip flexors, they really get tight. And like you've talked about that stiffness to get the legs. So once we get that core connected, and that's a lot of work I do online, it makes a huge difference because now they get the power generated from this, from this sort of, you know, I really want the listeners to picture the muscles as like battery packs. So, you know, those big torches you have, you have to stack the batteries on top of each other. It's kind of like, that's kind of like your abs and the, and, the, and the core muscles. They're like a battery pack. And if there's one of those batteries is, is not holding a charge or, is, you know, not working, then it, the whole body's just disconnected. And so that's a big part of what I'm doing is trying to help these swimmers like connect, get connected basically. And how are you going about assessing that? Well, the thing is, is to try to find what are the, the things that, that could sort of break up that connection. And so one of those is posture. We talked about poor posture, old injuries, then also just weaknesses in, in the tightness of the fascia. So, you know, you probably, we talked about this before, but your fascia is like that connective tissue around the muscles that is around pretty much every organ. And that's referred to as a semiconductor. So that means that electrons can actually go down those chains or those lines at the speed of light. So you've got this sort of like so you can imagine if that's tight or damaged or the scar tissue there. There's emotions as well, which we don't touch on, but it's just important to bring to people's mind that strong emotions can also sort of tighten up that connection through there. But my big thing is just, just the really working on the posture, like getting them into better alignment. Once we align the pelvis and align the body correctly, then suddenly they feel, oh, I can feel my, my core muscles are working. Just basically asking them, do you feel the core? No. <laughs> or do you? Do you feel the glutes? No, they don't feel. And, and they can be even in a playing position and they say, I just feel my back or I feel my neck. And, I, and I'll say, do you feel anything in the tummy? Like nothing. So it's, it, which is, you know, you think, okay, hang on a minute. That should be really targeting. So those are sort of the diagnostics, very simple questions. Mm. And then once you dig a little bit deeper into uh, what the issues are, what and I remember you you sort of sent through a, a case study that you had recently with someone with with a shoulder issue and you didn't start with the shoulder you started somewhere else can you talk a little bit about what you what you're looking at there yeah yeah great I mean she had her her posture was you know she had a, like a very high overextended lower back we went to straight away into the glutes because you know me the glutes is trying to get that movement that functional movement to open up a lower back do lower back stretches uh, once you got the glutes firing, which she said she had an experience, and that's also quite common, again, like the client saying to me, you know, members saying, I just, I never feel my glutes. And so once that started working, then we started doing some core strengthening exercises. And that was during the, the going back now, going back to like plank type movements and Pilates based stuff, which is really interesting because members have heard me talk about glutes and, and core and squatting, but it was taking the members back now and just going back to sort of even like Pilates base exercises and the plank. Now the, the plank on the elbows, in my opinion, is not so functional, but I get my clients to plank in a sort of a push-up plank position. And we just modify that a lot because that sort of brings in the pecs, the serratus interior, it kind of connects the chain through the ground. Um, and you can even get them doing it on a box or a chair for those who are really weak. But really just trying to get that that core. And, you know, we're doing start off with sometimes it's holding it for seven seconds. I know around the world you get these like playing competitions. You can hold it for like an hour kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> but it's really just like starting off with seven seconds, building out that strength, coming back and saying, do you feel it? Yes, I feel the top part, not the bottom part. Then we've got to go down and mobilize the lower back. And, and each level of the spine, each battery pack has got a level of the spine. So when they tell me that they don't feel a certain part of the core working, we go mobilize that spine, try rotate it, try and unlock it, do stretches, then go back to the plank. So it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of like a jigsaw puzzle trying to figure it out. But it's it, once you get stuff working, it's like a puzzle that comes together quite nicely. And what I've found personally is that with 
a lot of injuries, unless it's something more sinister, I guess, is if you can move through the different parts of your body, you can get blood flow to those injured parts. That's when it starts to heal because quite often in the past, I've heard physios who aren't familiar with swimming, they're like, take a month out of the pool, take six weeks out of the pool and let it rest. Now, in some cases that might be what's required, but more often than not, you're better off actually to keep it moving and and adjusting what you're doing. And you can't take six weeks out of the pool without seeing a big drop off in your swim strength, your feel for the water, your kick, all these things. So swimmers need to stay active. They need to stay in the pool. And so that advice, and I hear it from other coaches as well, like they will only send their swimmers to physios who know swimming because there's often a big gap for those that aren't familiar with it. So what sort of, with that, moving through the different positions and getting blood flow to these injured, injured parts, what role does that have in recovery? Or, or This episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, Form Goggles. They're more than a pair of goggles. Meet the world's most powerful swim platform. See yourself improve with Form Smart Swim Goggles, including a free one-year membership when you purchase your goggles for only $228. US Now, they've currently changed up their offer where you can now get the goggles and you have that one-year membership included for free. And then if you'd like to continue with the membership, Going forwards, it's only $15 US a month where you get access to their workouts, training plans, and their custom workout builder. But you'll always have access to the real-time data of the goggles, so you'll never lose access to that. So if you'd like to swim without stopping to look at a pace clock or your watch and get live metrics right inside your goggles, including your time, distance, pace, they are right there in your goggles with form goggles. I've used these for over 12 months now, and I'm a huge fan of these goggles and use them for a majority of my sessions and find them very helpful, especially for gauging my time, my effort, and my pace. And I think it's a very helpful tool for the majority of swimmers that I would normally work with. To get your pair of form goggles and save 15% off, use our link formswim.com forward slash effortless, or use the coupon effortless at checkout. And that will get you 15% off your pair of form goggles using our special link formswim.com forward slash effortless, or use the coupon code effortless at checkout. Well, I mean, it's a good, you make a great point there. I mean, she just said to me in, in, in a testimonial that she said when she rested the shoulder, it got worse, you know, so like, and she said, yeah. you make, you, you're on, on point there. I think it's a good segue into this thing, which I've been following this guy called Dr. Jerry, Jerry Tennant. He's got a thing called voltage is healing. And so what's interesting, you mentioned blood flow and yes, that brings oxygen and clearing out toxins and, and healing. But what's, what I'm on this thing is like, is the, the voltage, the energy, the power supply that comes to the shoulder through the chains through the core muscles is where I feel like that's been a major breakthrough. So like when you're doing a shoulder press, just a simple press here, most people just get it in their deltoids and a little bit of pick, but actually it's got a lot of that power comes from the lower core. So like there's, there's like, there's like energy that comes up through there. Uh, And the Chinese talk about the energy meridians. You got the spleen meridians, stomach meridians. And for me, those are like, those are just sort of battery packs. But so it's to think of it as current that's flowing. I mean, your shoulder muscles, yeah, they, the top muscles, the delts are quite strong, but the rotator cuff muscles, are, they're quite small and, and they're not really not as significant when it comes to generating power. The power's got to come from the pec, lat, like we talked to, we'll talk about later, and then the core. But it's, it's, it's more than just like this idea of these muscles working. It's that they generate charge. And that's a really key point. It's, it's an electrical 
It's an electricity that's going, there's voltage. And so when a client, you'll notice with planks, for example, they start shaking <laughs> and that's because the voltage is dropping and that's because the load's too much. So you've got to go back and some will say after three, it starts to fatigue and they feel pain. Is that weakness? It's actually, there's no charge coming through if you see it in electrical terms. So I'm really trying to relook at how I, how I, how I go through my rehab and just strengthening people, you know, with this whole, um, you know, getting the whole body to, to work together. And are you using those, that kind of terminology and those phrases with them as a way to get them to see it differently? Absolutely. I mean, she even said in her testimony, I feel like you switched on my muscles. I feel more connected, yeah. you know. So you give an example, you take someone who does a plank and they go into the plank in the push-up position, kind of like against technique just now, but it's, and they'll say, oh, it feels so heavy. It feels really challenging. Then you stop and you'll go loosen the hips up, do some posture work, and they'll come back and then I'll do like 30 seconds and they'll be like, am I doing this correctly? Because it feels really light. Hmm. Now, I mean, what have you, what have you changed? Do you haven't increased their abdominal muscles? You know, something has changed. It's gone from really heavy to this feels ridiculously light. And that's because there's connection, you know, and I think that's what hmm. we want to get in the pool from hauling to just feel like it's just floating through the water and float flowing through the water you know so and that, that's the key yeah and it's the same thing with swimming is when you're swimming well you feel light and you feel relaxed and your breathing's easy it it Correct. doesn't feel feel heavy there was i was watching a video of gwen jorgensen who won the olympic gold in 2016 and she talks about well, her coach had set a swim program and one of the effort levels that, that her coach wanted her to go at he just called it tracing and she explained it as tracing as though you've got a, a pencil and you're trying to not make any holes in the paper. You're just, or you're not trying to break the pencil. So just, just tracing really lightly. And that was part of a preset to the main set where he wanted her to stay relaxed and just feel very comfortable and just, just really light, really easy. And I think that's a great way to think about your swimming or about a lot of the movements that you, that you do. And the comparison I would make there would be to, to surfing and you see this at top level of competition as well when the guys try and go too hard if they try and push a turn too hard or they try and get more air than is required off a off a ramp they end up overdoing it and they'll fall Correct. or they'll slip it's when they're just yeah loose and light things are working together then naturally they just have this power in the water without trying to to force it where it, you, you see that lightness so i think that's a, a really good way of thinking about it well, look, I mean, take like effortless swimming. I mean, I love the it. effortless. It's whether you're looking at golf or surfing, anybody likes ice skating. It's it's just when when professionals do things, it looks effortless. Mm. Um, but it's a good, you touch on a good point there as well. Like this, what I pick up, you know, is we all have different personalities and people who, you know, like who are ambitious, just that we tend to gravitate. I know I've been guilty of that as well. Like we, we just try too hard sometimes. And that, you know, try too hard to get your technique or you, you just really want to get something down. And that trying too hard puts tension in the body. And, and that tension is, is in electrical terms is impedance or resistance or blocks the flow or slows down the flow. So it's, it's just really, a, not, I wouldn't say it's a new way of looking at the body. It's just, a, it's just kind of like putting all the puzzle pieces together now. One of the things that comes to mind there is I had a, an athlete that I'm doing some stroke analysis with and he was saying that he's not really feeling his lats working a lot when he's swimming yet. He's got a, he's got a good catch. He's got the right rotation. He's doing all the things he needs to, to be using his lats the right amount. I think he was of the belief that at the end of a session, my lats should be yeah, pretty, pretty cooked. They should be feeling like they've really been used, but while you do want to use your lats, it's, it's some of the muscles that you want to be using, 
when you're actually swimming well, it'll be part lats, but everything's working together. So you won't necessarily just feel that fatigue in the lats. You feel a little bit of it, but not necessarily. And so I, I just had to change the way he thought about it is that we want them to be used. If you're doing the right positions, yes, it'll be there. But as you've sort of mentioned on previous conversations, it's the, it's not just the the lats working on their own. It's connected to different parts of the body. Can you go into right. some of those muscles that that are connected to the lats and how we may actually want to be thinking about that instead? Well, um, this, so there's just two points there. Number one is that the lats they're not nothing works in isolation in the body. So you know, as you're doing that pull fit, you've got a slight rotation. That rotation is driving is the, is your oblique muscles, your your core rotational muscles, and the abdominals. So he's when you're doing that pull, it's getting it's getting power, and it goes back to my whole electrical thing again, like. It's the lats doing the work, but it's not that the lats have to be the only source of power. And mm. so if you just think about just, just doing like a pulling a band behind you, for example, eventually after 10, 20, 30 reps, your lats are going to just feel so pumped and fatigued because it's like you're just getting power from that muscle. Where in swimming, if you're able to, with a kick from the opposite leg, so the right hand, left leg, as you get in that kick and rotation, there's electricity, that there's power coming to the lats the whole time. It's kind of like a your lat muscle has been replenished or recharged by other muscles. And so it's not going to feel fatigued where if he's just swimming from the lats, he's going to, he's going to fatigue and feel pumped. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing about it is that I think he was doing everything he needed to, to, he's, he's swimming really, really well, basically. And that showed with how, his his rotation was coming in and yeah and and that's that's the thing with swimming it should be from the inside out from the core outwards or else you just cannot deliver that power to to the extremities if it's not from the the inside out you don't swim from your hands and feet going inwards because you've got no power source there nothing central so you we need to get that that right and sometimes in in terms of drills how we develop someone's stroke you've got to start with some very basic movements like some kicking drills, even with your arms by your side, putting a snorkel on and some fins and just getting them to rotate side to side and keep the body together as they're going side to side and not having right, this right. big twist through the the body. So just learning how to hold your body correctly is really step number one. And that's if that's not in place, then it's going to be hard to change the other elements of it. For you, do you see that as being able to, to squat well? Because I know on our previous podcast, we've sort of <laughs> talked about you as the yeah, the squat man, that's like your your main move and getting that right is is very important. So what is that movement for you? Yeah, and, and you know, when you when we talk again, why I'm such a passionate about squats is when you when you squat correctly, that opens up the lower back joints, it helps to strengthen the muscles to help maintain the normal curves of the spine. It opens up the rotational centers. So we talk about your T12, L1, T11 and 10. That's kind of where the spine really rotates there. And that's a, that's a very big problem or common problem with a lot of swimmers and just people in general with low back problems. So there's a squat is a great way to to free that up and to open up those those movements those those sort of channels but it's it's just really just getting that getting once the core strong then the squat becomes easier then you can start to progressively load that and and that'll that'll definitely help you know especially with lats because lats you may talk about rotational but that's a massive one if it's rotational restrictions the lats don't you know because lats is actually a rotational muscle we think of lats sort of like a shoulder pull down but actually lats if you think about a pull back like we've done in our videos that's actually what lats Let's do, but a good point as well with the rotation is that it's something obviously as a swimming coach, but it's to look for clients who do have poor posture. That's to get them set 
maybe in the pool. I find like, like people have got too much curve is to first get them in a better position and then go into the squat because they, most people struggle with body awareness. And if you say like, do you know, correct the low that they don't really they're like, what do, you, what do you kind of mean? Do I have to be here or there? Or, and in the pools and even a different feeling, you, you're trying to breathe and not drown. So you kind of like <laughs> where my pelvis is. I don't even know. Like I can't even feel my pelvis in the pool. Like, like, so it's to just to get them, set them right in the, in the pool. And then they, they get that connection quite quickly, but that's kind of the work we do as well. Because you don't, they don't really want to have to think about it too much. You don't want to, um, have to but a, a good point as well you brought up with that core and it's such a tricky balance depends on, on each person but it's to not to like over we talked about that bracing you don't want to brace too much in the pool because you lose rotation you know you some clients really want to suck in their tummy muscles as mm. far as they can and that 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 really restricts movement and it's acts as a barrier it's actually slows down the we talk about again electrical stuff again so yeah that's a that's a tricky one isn't it because you you need some tautness and stability through the core and through the hips Correct. but it's only very light and the Correct. the way that i've explained that to some of my swimmers is that if you were to pick up a glass of of water you wouldn't grab that glass really hard and try and crush it you'd have just enough tension to Correct. to hold the glass and not let it slip that's that's Correct. a good amount of tension that you sort of hold through there. That's a good amount of tautness to hold through your body, and yeah. but it, it takes a while to to learn, especially in a foreign environment like water. If you're not an experienced swimmer, sometimes you can either go too too loose and relaxed or, or too stiff and, and tense. So it takes a little bit of practice to to get there. But I really like your point of learning something, getting something right out of the pool first, because if you can't get it right out of the pool in a stable environment it is going to be very hard to get it right in the in the water. And even just, uh, I used to coach at one of the main pools in Melbourne and I'd see some of the Australian Olympic team there training, they'd be doing a bit of a warm-up and they'd be on, one of the things was just on all fours. So they're on their knees, they're on their hands and they're just doing like alternating left yeah, arm. Superman, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so one foot, one leg, just bringing it out and trying to keep the body still. So not letting that Thanks. lower back arch. And they were very good at it. But when I've done that in the past with, with some athletes, initially it's there's a lot of movement going on. There's instability through the body. The, the lower right. back is arching. They don't know if their hand is too high or their leg's up too high. So even something as simple as that can be quite challenging until you just bring yourself to, to that awareness of, of where you're the different parts of your body are and again that's a listeners who it's they maybe even do that because that's quite a standard exercise across the board in most back pains the rehabilitation programs swimming programs if they can't get the tummy to work is to find out again why is the tummy or core muscles not getting involved in this process and that's kind of what we do on online and as you say go through the diagnostics to see like because that's very frustrating when someone is planking is doing supermans is trying to get stronger but there's just no connection. It's like having the Wi-Fi and the router and everything, but your ISP, your internet service provider, is just not playing game. And, and so you can do all the settings and go through all the movements. But if you're not getting that signal from the ISP, it's 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 a challenge. And, and, and so that's kind of, that's like you talk about that root thing. And I think that's where for people who, who enjoy exercises, out of the pool exercises and, and really want to get that feeling, I think it makes a huge difference. Not only just to injuries, but to just general performance, like having a, again, like Wi-Fi, there's nothing worse than having like a bad signal. You just, you know, you just can't do anything and it's frustrating. Yeah. Or like South Africa, you have, you have no electricity. It's just like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it didn't work. you can't even swim. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll take no Wi-Fi over no electricity 
any day of the week. <laughs> even, even just having, yeah, that's right. No, no internet, no signal is is very frustrating. And to have that comparison, of that's kind of like your core when it's not working well. It's uh, totally, totally get it. The thing with all of this is that once, and I'm speaking from my own experience, once you get into it and once you start to understand where your limitations are, where those those blocks are, and you start to get better and you start to move better. What I've noticed when I swim, what I've noticed when I surf is I'm just I'm just so much better at those things. I get into Absolutely. flow much easier and I see that progression and I can see that that improvement. So it's quite not addictive, I'd say, but it's 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 really it's this very positive feedback loop that you you get from it when you start to see Absolutely. how these little changes can how they can impact you down the track. But even like shoulder mobility as well, you know, you put a stick behind you and you kind of do these shoulder movements. It's like my shoulders have, have I've been doing a lot of core and planking and squatting as well, and, and I just feel like it's just so much easier. And I, I don't spend hours stretching. It's like the body lets go of that tension, and there's there's, there's a connection that connection actually the connection improves the whole mobility as well because now the other muscles can relax, and that's kind of what you're trying to do. You're trying to stretch them out and relax them. So. I mean, swimming, it's, there's nothing better than feeling loose in the pool. It's just that freedom is, and connection. Like when you feel like your shoulders, you know, is catching and your hip doesn't want to quite kick, you know, and, and as, I mean, I'm not, I'm not old, I'm only 43, but like what I find is like, I'm, I'm feeling like my best. Like, I, like I've never been this mobile and this connected and strong. Like it's, it's such a, you know, you think like, you know, I'm going to be 21, but like I'm seeing people even in their eighties. And this is like on my other work that I do that are like they're feeling their best at 80 you know so that that's incredible you know yeah that's it's so promising isn't it and it goes to show that it is possible to still be feeling good as you as you get into your your later years and i think swimming is one of those activities that you can do for life and my nan's 94 now and she still goes to the pool two or three times a week and does a does a few laps and i think geez if if she can do that at, at 94 then that's to me that's quite inspiring and and that's something that I want to be doing as as I get into my later years as well and if you can have a really good routine out of the pool that assists with that then you're going to be looking looking good as you as you get older so Carl I really appreciate you being on the the podcast those that are listening if you're a member you'll see Carl's functional movement course inside the membership you can also purchase it separately which I'll put in the show notes but Carl anyone who's listening who might be having some sort of shoulder pain or hip pain or any any issues with with how they're moving what's the best way for them to get in contact with you and and perhaps set up a, a zoom call or, or something along those lines to get that fixed because we know what it's like being in pain it's uh, it's not much fun when you haven't got your health yet you haven't got much so what's the best way to That's get in correct. contact yeah there's two ways on my email address which is callwellness at gmail.com and call will be with a c callwellness at gmail and then callreadercoaching.com and they can live and reach me there or, or there's my officer all out there but yeah it's, even on through the membership they can you know drop me a message on your portal there and it's great a lot of people are reaching out and just even if it's one session or a couple of sessions or it's personal training just to get those you know whatever you need and just to get you along the way you don't have to be stuck in pain i think that's what you're saying you know just just there's a few simple things that can be changed and and you're away Absolutely. Thanks again, Carl. I'm looking forward to having you back on sometime in the near future. Thanks, Brandon. Always a pleasure. Keep well. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.